This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Taking the High Road, a special show dedicated to the trucking industry, specifically at the confluence of recruiting, retention, and compliance. In the fourth year as the host of the show, I bring over two decades of industry experience, both on the carrier side as well as the vendor side. And each week, I interview industry experts and thought leaders who bring their insights to the driver lifecycle as we discuss the industry's greatest challenges. I always appreciate your feedback, good or bad. Don't forget to rate and review Taking the Higher Road on your preferred platform. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and smash that like button. And uh, I'd also like to thank and highlight the show's valuable sponsors. Their dedication and commitment to the industry and to the show is greatly appreciated. If you're interested in being a sponsor, or of Taking the High Road, or joining me uh, for an interview, please email jeremy at takingthehighroad.com. This week, I'm honored to be joined by a recruiting, retention, and marketing veteran in the industry who just recently took the huge leap of leaving a steady job and going into business for herself, Sadie Church, president of Recruit, Hire, and Retain. Great to have you on the show, Sadie. Thanks so much for having me, Jeremy. And wow, well, two decades, you're making me feel like we're old here. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I just turned 50. So yeah, I, I <laughs> but I feel good. Um, but uh, I'm anxious to unpack your background in the industry and what inspired you to get into recruitment and marketing. Uh, we can talk about a little about your journey across a variety of carriers and vendors that ultimately led you to deciding to take the big leap of starting Recruit, Hire, and Retain. Uh, I certainly want to learn more about your new venture. And perhaps you can share exactly you know, how you're helping new customers and, and what your vision going forward might be. And then lastly, we'll answer a question from a listener during our Deeper Dive segment. Does that work for you? That's great. All right. So I'm an avid reader and I enjoy sharing various, you know, influential books with the audience from time to time. And uh, I'm curious, you know, before we dive into your story, if you have any book recommendations for the audience, anything you've read that was impactful to you? Yeah, I think one book every person should read this year is The Happiness Advantage by Sean Aker, um, Harvard psychologist, uh, excellent information, um, really good uh, info on positive psychology and how it works and how we can exercise our brains um, and how if the more we exercise our brain, um, the more control we have over negative emotions. So if you're someone who struggles with stress, anxiety, you know, things like that, um, exercising your brain in to think in positive ways, ways lessens your brain's ability to think in negative ways. So I think that's probably the most impactful book I think everyone should read. I like that. I've, I've heard of it before. I wrote it down. I'll add it to my uh, Goodreads list of books to read. And for those in the audience, if you, uh, if you haven't read that, definitely check that one out. Um, we, we can't control. There's plenty we can't control, right? But what we can control is how we respond, how we behave. Those are all choices that we can make. And yes. uh, so, yeah, that's uh, I, I appreciate that. And I like reading books along those lines. Uh, switching gears to you, who is Sadie Church? I've always liked the name, by the way. Oh, thank you. Uh, uh, how does your path lead you to the trucking industry? Yeah, so I grew up in trucking. Um, my dad was a driver, an owner operator, um, literally my entire life. Um, 
family vacations were spent, all of us in the truck, um, you know, I, my mom either caravaning behind the, my dad in the truck or us in the truck with him. Um, I always joked that we spent more time at um, truck stops than we did in amusement parks. Um, very familiar with so many truck stops from coast to coast. Um, so lots of great memories over the road over the years. Um, really genuinely fell in love with the community. Um, I like to tell the story of my favorite favorite, favorite memory in trucking was when my twin, I have an identical twin sister. When we were 15 or 16, um, my dad took us on a two week trip um, across California or across across the US to California. And we spent um, quite a bit of time at a TA in Ontario. Um, so he took some time off work and just like parked his truck and we would take a cab and like go to Hollywood Boulevard and you know, things like that. Um, but while we were there at the time, it was such a nice TA. And I remember like back in the day when like truck stops were really kind of like the place to hang out and kind of a community. And um, I know times have changed and it's not the same as it used to be. But I remember there was this claw machine in this truck stop. And in this claw machine, it had a really cute stuffed seal. And I really wanted the stuffed seal. And so my dad, of course, is like giving us quarters to put in this in this claw machine. And every single night we're there, like it becomes this thing, like we're trying to get the seal. And if there are drivers who've been there for multiple nights in a row too, like they're starting to recognize that we're there every night after dinner, you know, around the same time trying to get the seal. So the drivers are like starting to give us quarters and starting to give us money to help us out and to help us get the seal. Um, and I want to say we're there, you know, between three and five days. I can't really remember it so many years ago at this point. Um, but it really became this thing of like these drivers, like rallying around us every night to try, like cheering us on to get this, Hey, go here, try this. Um, and so we had our last night there. We know it's our last night. We'd make our last attempt for the seal. Don't get the seal. And we go back to the truck. And of course, you know, I'm like disappointed and it was kind of like, it's good we spent so much money on the seal that we could have just bought. Right. But it just be, kind of became this thing. Um, and so we go back to my dad's truck and, you know, we're getting ready and we're settled down for the night. And, uh, someone comes and knocks on my dad's truck door. And, uh, one of the other drivers who kind of knew what was going on, um, had used his money and had won the seal and had brought it out, um, to us. And I just, to me, that just, really showed me who that community was and so many great memories of that over the years and what a great brotherhood and sisterhood it was really back in the day. I love that story. And it's encouraging that that's your, uh, you know, the experience that you had and kind of, this is, this is my family. This is, you know, who I, this is what I want to be around going yeah. forward. And I'm curious, is this, am I really talking to Sadie or is this her identical <laughs> This twin. is really Sadie. One of these right. days, I wanted to get my twin to go to a, a, a conference and we can kind of like trip people up. Yes, yes. That's going to be fun. As long as it's not happening now. <laughs> no, not happening okay. now. Okay. Um, like like several other guests that I've had on the show, you've, you've worked on both you know the carrier side as well as the vendor side, uh, always around recruiting, retention, and marketing. Uh, what is it about that you know facet of the industry that keeps your cup full? What attracts you to that? Yeah. Um, I think a lot of things. So I, I told you, you know, I, I am a huge, huge, huge driver advocate. Um, I genuinely operate of the mind that any driver could be my parents. Um, and how would I want them to be treated? Um, 
as you know, um, I was early days CDL life. Um, and, you know, back, back in the day when, you know, I, I personally responded to every single Facebook message that came in, um, me and one other person who worked there, um, we, we personally responded to every single message that came in as we were growing the community over the years and hearing so many drivers being stuck in such terrible positions and so many like unethical things that were happening to drivers, you know, bait and switch and drivers being stranded and, you know, just some terrible, terrible things that have happened that, you know, drivers would message us, hey, I need help. Um, this company said this would be my pay, but this is my pay. Or they said this would be my miles, like just a lot of stuff over the years. And it just really struck me that just not obviously not all companies. There are so many great carriers out there um, and so many carriers out there who want to do the right thing. But it it was my first introduction into that side of trucking. I had always seen I'd always lived my dad's experience of working with the same company for my entire life. He never he never really switched jobs. He was with the same carrier my whole life. Um, he was an owner operator contracted with them. So I had never experienced that side of trucking and it was really disheartening to me. Um, and I really, you know, just, I kind of fell into the position. I actually, um, went to a carrier and, um, built their retention department. Um, and in doing, building their retention department, I quickly learned that they didn't have a marketing department. So I took that over and built their marketing department. Um, and while I was doing the marketing department, their marketing department, um, I ran all their, I ran their ads for them because I had, quite a bit of experience running ads um, and and running my own Facebook ads and stuff like that. Uh, Their recruiting director at the time had a job offer and I was already doing their ads. Um, I had never recruited a day in my life, um, but I was very comfortable and familiar with talking to drivers. And so he was leaving and he referred me to step in as the director of recruiting in the interim. And it was just supposed to be temporary until they found someone more qualified. and it ended up being a good fit. And I ended up taking over, staying over all three departments and and just kind of went from there. Well, it sounds like you were plenty qualified to begin with, especially given your background and and, and engagement, involvement with the industry and, and, and with your dad and you know, all that sort of thing. Taking vacations in a truck. I mean, that's pretty darn qualified, I would say. Um, so you and I shared... The stage in August of 2023 at CDL Live, you mentioned CDL Live, at their Turning Point Summit in Kansas City. And um, in that panel discussion, we talked about the importance of attracting younger drivers in this industry. And this is especially important since, you know, although the, the minimum age of an interstate CDL driver is 21, uh, the average age of a new entrant today is, you know, generally fluctuates between 35 and 38, whoever you ask, um, which is, I think, a systemic issue. And I believe you shared some examples uh, during the panel of what carriers can do today uh, in order to pave the way and attract a younger driver workforce. Is there anything you can share? Do you recall uh, what we discussed uh, on that panel? Yeah. So we talked about um, meeting them where they are. So reaching a younger market, um, advertising where they are, but also telling the story of what your life can be like, um, showing younger, the younger generation, what the lifestyle can be and what it can provide. And illustrate, like, show, telling the story that it, it is not only a viable career option, but it also can be a very 
beneficial and lucrative career option if you make the right choices and and do the right things, but really illustrating what that life would look like for them so they can kind of put themselves in that in that position. Um, another thing that we did was we hosted um, a career fair for high school students. Um, and as you said, you know, you're, you're, you're not going to be able to hire them if you're an OTF fleet. Obviously, you're not going to be able to hire them right out of the gate. But we want, what we wanted to do was introduce them to it, introduce them to trucking, and then show them the path they could take to get to that class A OTR position if that's something that they desired. So um, we got them with schools, with trade schools, um, diesel mechanics. Um, we had Penske there. We had um, some local trucking schools. So really just kind of letting the students ask questions and and showing them, hey, like this may not work for you right now, but this is this is a career path for you. Could be a career path for you in the, in the future. And if you're interested, these are the steps you need to take to get there. Yeah, and there's obviously we know this, but I mean they can make good money, probably more money than they're going to earn right out of you know school yes. or shortly thereafter. Uh, so, and 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 I recall in that uh, conversation, uh, we talked quite a bit about next generation in trucking, mm-hmm. which is an association led by Lindsey Trent and Dave Dime, two yes. fantastic human beings. For those of you who are listening, uh, I I'd highly encourage you to look at the work, support the work that they're doing because they are trying to pave that way and educate these younger high school students, in some cases, they are earning their CDL, which is really, really uh, exciting. So um, let's switch gears though. And and let's talk about recruit, hire and retain. Uh, you're an entrepreneur at heart. That is clear. You, uh, I'm, I'm just curious, what was, what was the catalyst that led you to make the decision to, you know, forego a steady paycheck and take a leap of faith in yourself and your expertise? Yeah. So um, quite honestly, reading the book, The Happiness Advantage, um, I was just kind of doing some reflecting on when in my life am I the happiest? And it's when I'm growing a company and um, building a business and seeing where that takes me. That is when I feel the most fulfillment. Um, so that's honestly was just kind of the the kick out of the nest that I needed at the time um, to get back in and, and really start building some something again and doing what I love. Um, and this gives me the opportunity to... Um, not just help one carrier, but to help many carriers. Um, so it, it allows me to, to do more and, and, and just reach a, a broader network of, of companies. Yeah. And I feel the exact same way. There's, there are people who come from the trucking side onto the, into the vendor side and sometimes say, I don't ever want to go back because what you just said, they can help a lot more companies than just the one. And sometimes that one isn't real receptive to the help they're trying to give. Sometimes that's just the case, you know, maybe different leadership or something, you know, happens. Whereas when you are a vendor for a whole lot of different companies, it's generally the ones that actually want the help, you know, they're paying you to help them. And so um, there's some, there's definitely some reward there. Let's talk about what it is specifically that you're doing and how you're helping your customers today. Can you share uh, with the audience, what is Recruit, Hire and Retain? What's, what's, what's it all about? So we are a consulting company. Um, and I consult on anything from orientation and onboarding to, um, processes and procedures for recruiting, um, best practices for retention, building a retention department, um, KPIs you should be looking for and where do you stack up in the industry on those KPIs. Um, so it could just be really any of those pain points, but it can also be something really small. Um, I think so many times, um, we think 
as companies, we need to look at big problems because we think that big things are, we think that big things are the problem, but sometimes the problems are in the details. So really kind of getting in the weeds, um, and finding out the, the, um, what their current processes are, um, what fixes can be made to improve. Um, just as an example, I am consulting with a pretty large private fleet right now, and they're wonderful to work with. But I was wanting to illustrate to the recruiters there just how competitive this industry is. So I filled out um, three applications and um, got immediately got responses from 13 companies. And what's super cool, and I love seeing this, is that a majority of the first contacts are text message, which is great. I love that we're embracing technology. Um, but oh my gosh, Jeremy, some of these text messages are so, so terrible, so terrible. I'm like, you're never like, this is not even remotely appealing for me to even like click on this link to learn more about your company. Like this is the coldest welcome ever. So just little things, right? Like, um, so I evaluate all of that stuff, um, whatever it can be, um, you know, just coming for a three-day orientation. I want feedback on what's my drive or, you know, we've been getting really negative scores or people are leaving our orientation can you come and evaluate orientation process? Yes, I'll go. I'll act as a driver. I'll sit through your orientation and I'll give you feedback on that process and how to make it a better first impression for your for your incoming drivers. I just had an idea as you were sharing the uh, the example of filling out an application and getting you know these texts. Which, as you said, that's great that they're embracing technology, but but oh my god, that's so bad. Those are great, uh, you know, uh, customer, you know, prospects for you uh, to reach out to and say, hey, I can help you here. Yeah, um, well, let me help you. It won't take long. <laughs> It'll be really, really short. <laughs> but uh, but that's a good that's a good way to, to you know, maybe, uh, you know, find some new uh, you know prospects to work with. What what is your vision for where Recruit, Hire and Retain can go? So I will actually be making a pretty exciting announcement um, this week. I have three um, very highly respected names in the industry joining. Um, so when you um, sign on for consulting with with Recruit, Hire, and Retain, you are going to get some of the best and brightest thinkers in the industry all collaborating together um, to give you um, our best advice um, and guidance. So, so it sounds like it's. Mums the word until it's officially uh, announced. Yes. So, all announced right. Well, we'll very soon. We'll be we'll be on uh, on pins and needles for that. Uh, I think it's a good opportunity here to uh, segue to our deeper dive segment, which is where we take a question from one of our listeners. Today's deeper dive question is brought to you by National Transportation Institute, and the deeper dive question is: It doesn't seem like the driver shortage is as bad as it used to be. We're still hiring drivers, but are trying to be more selective. Any tips on how we can hire better quality drivers? I'm guessing that's something that you've got some uh, wisdom and experience. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, so my tips would be making sure that you're setting the right expectations. Um, I think that's one thing that we often fall short for. We, we, we always look to see if the driver meets our needs. But what are we doing to make sure that we meet the driver's needs? Um, so I think if the more transparent on both sides we can be, um, the better hire we'll have entirely, right? Um, if you have a, a driver, um, one thing I always require is a driver profile form because I want to see what you, driver, think you're coming to me for. And I want to make sure it aligns with what I can actually offer you. Um, 
for example, one of the questions on the form that, that I that I have them fill out is, um, how often do you want to be home? And if you if you tell me I need to be home weekly, but you live in an area where I can only get you home every two weeks, then um, well, I'm not I'm not a good fit for you. You may be the perfect fit for me, um, but I'm not going to be a good fit for you because I'm not going to be able to meet your needs. So that's a moment where I'm telling the recruiter, hey, we need to call this driver back and say, you know, hey, we don't have this at this time. We're not the best fit for you. And we just don't want to hire our own turnover. We don't want to set you up for failure. We don't want to set operations up for failure. So it's best that we just say we're not a good fit for one another at this point and move forward. But I think it's just kind of level setting with, again, we as an we as an industry focus so much on making sure the driver meets our needs. We really need to do do more on our end to make sure that we're meeting the driver's needs. Yeah, well said. And I think it's to your point, it's important to uh, consider this whole process and everything about it from the driver's perspective, right? Through through their lens. Because uh, like you said, we're always looking at it, you know, very uh, mono, just looking at it through our from our perspective and not considering that, hey, there's a whole nother human being on the other side. What matters what matters to him or her. So yeah, thank you. That's a, that was a great response. And I, I'm anxious to hear what's next for recruit, hire and retain. And I know that there's a, I know that there's a bright future mainly because you're at the helm. So well, I really, you. I really appreciate you uh, joining us today and, uh, and definitely love and admire your dedication to the industry. And I wish you much success. Well, thank you so much. And thanks for having me on the show. I really do appreciate it. And thanks for joining me for another episode of taking the high road. Stay tuned for next week as I interview a very interesting one as well, as I'm joined by Michael Lombard, president of Lombard Trucking. Once again, special thanks to the sponsors of the show. We really appreciate you. And if you're interested in being a sponsor of Taking the High Road or joining me for an interview, please send me an email at jeremy at And lastly, don't forget to rate and review and like Taking the High Road on your preferred platform. And please share or forward to your industry peers Until next time, thank you for taking the higher road.